You're listening to WGDR Plainfield and WGDH Hardwick, community radio from Goddard College. I listen when I'm naked. This is a journey into sound. Brought to you in living color on WGDR. I'm Tony Epstein. It's the Magical Mystery Tour. Join us as we dive into the heart of things, exploring new ideas and new ways of seeing and being in this wondrous, crazy world we share together. Lying on your back in the grass, you can't see a thing except for the clear blue sky, a few cottonwood clouds. and higher in the great dome of the sky, filling it with song. Higher and higher, filling it with song. Filling it with song. They sound quite mad, don't they? Today's show is Body Absent Body, a collection of lyrical audio pieces produced by my guests who are participants in a creative radio art project titled Radio Art, Listening to the Deep Connection, a group study in Goddard's Bachelor of Fine Arts in Socially Engaged Art. And we have, I think we have seven guests with us today, one of whom, Devin, 
Byers, is yes, that correct? Yes, yes. Is in the studio with me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to be here. Yeah, this is wonderful. And we've got, hopefully, six other folks on the line with us. Going to give them some volume just to let, so they can acknowledge that they're there. Are you guys there? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so you're all joining us over a, a Zoom conference line, right? Mm-hmm. And can you, are, can you guys see each other? Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. I miss their faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're we using you, Devin. <laughs> we're using lower technology on our end, <laughs> just through the telephone. But that's that's okay because that simulates the listener's experience as well. So it's mm-hmm. good that I I'm mediating that and not cheating by getting to see everybody. <laughs> Although it's good to at least see Devin. I'm not alone in the studio, <laughs> disoriented as I am already this morning. Um, not really sure what I'm doing. So anyway, um, I'm just going to shout out your names and you can say hi or whatever. In addition to Devin, we have Anita. Hi, I'm here. Great. Emily. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she actually hasn't joined us yet. We okay. don't know where she is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't either. <laughs> Evie? That's me. Hi. Hi, Evie. Karen, of course. Hi. You're there. And Shantika? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So. And then Douglas. Douglas. Did you say Douglas is. Oh. It's like 6 a.m. for him. Yeah. How did did I leave his name out? Hey, Douglas, how are you doing? (laughs) Are you there? (laughs) Cool. So, I guess, to begin with, what does this theme of body absent body mean to you guys, and how did you, how did you come up with that, and, and where did it take you? Well, of course, we're going to hear the, the, the product, the, the actual audio piece that you produced along that theme, but... How did that start? Where did that come from for, for all of you? This will be a, a, a free-for-all group discussion. It's a good question, Tonio, and I'm going to let everyone, this is Karen speaking, um, chime in. I'd love to hear you all. as a chance for you to reflect on this group study and what it has meant for you and what you've learned about body absent body, for starters. Well, we started sort of talking about radio as a medium. This is Anita. Um, and, and the disembodied nature of, of radio, of this voice without a body that sort of shows up, you know, in your home or your car or wherever you're listening. And we were intrigued by that sort of notion and, you know, started kind of riffing off of that. And so we all did our own interpretations of what it means for a body to be physically present and to be absent. And how does two relate to one another? So it's been a very fun theme to work off of. Yeah, because this is Evie speaking. There's there's so much you can go off of just from uh, speaking about the body and the absence of a body as well. There's many teams to tackle in that way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I particularly... Is that you, Douglas? What? This is Douglas. Yeah, and, and for me, it was just, um, I tackled it as a, in a kind of a literal, literal sense, um, you know, getting some of the, some of the um, inspiration from some of the stuff that, that Karen was sending out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I was, I was thinking more of like disembodied, and, and I don't know. Yeah, it was, this is pretty fun to try to, try to tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to... This is Shantika speaking. I'm sorry. Oh. No, go yeah. ahead, Shantika. So, um, okay, for me, it was um, just it, just the when you think of the radio medium, you don't all always necessarily see a body, but you can hear it. There's depth in it. So, um, this this group study was very interesting to explore the different types of bodies. How a body can be um, a group of sounds. Um, the distance of a voice, um, the encompassing of a voice, as well as what all goes into creating a body and what kind of sort of separates, makes that body absent, but you still know that there is something or someone there. So that's pretty much has been my approach and, you know, my take from the entire group study. Yeah, I think... um Hi, this is Devin. Um, when we started out this this project, um, being a body worker and a, a cranial psychotherapist, I li- took it very literally and was interested in exploring um, the body as we go from consciousness into form, as we become, you know, this, this thought process that comes and we choose to come into this physical body and then through embryology, how we learn to hear through our body and then... Um, then the whole concept of this intimacy of space between bodies. I'm in this room, I'm talking to you, and I am connecting very intimately with you through your your hearing, your ears, and through this radiophonic space. So there's such a, this is such a juicy um, topic. Like, I feel like we've just barely scratched the surface of what, what this um, body, absent body, can be and do and mean. I'm really excited to go deeper with it, yeah. Hey, I have a question for you all. I love the theme that you really all generated for the pieces that you made that we'll get to hear soon. Um, This is Karen speaking, by the way. And um, I'm curious if you, through the process of being with this theme, the last, especially the last three weeks, has anything about your own relationship to your body changed in working any kind of awareness about your own sense of presence or absence? Anything get transformed in the act of working in this quote-unquote disembodied medium anything come up for you in your own relationship to your body oh i can speak to that pretty quickly i feel like i have ears all over my body now because i'm listening to the world so (laughs) differently um and just have a a, um i feel kind of like an more in my animal body because of what i'm trying to um open myself up to to be available to hear um to do this project just to gather sounds and um, and then just also playing with my own voice and getting comfortable with that resonance and how it can move through the body um, has been a lot of fun to play with as well. Yeah, I, I, this is Evie speaking. I've learned to think of my body as also a instrument in a way. And the, I was able to think, how can I use the sounds that my body produces to be able to create art? which is something that I've never considered before, thinking of myself as some sort of uh, mechanism to produce 
things in a in an audio an audio format. That was something pretty amazing, and the word transform that you said, Karen, I can relate to, as I kind of transformed my way of thinking through this group study. I definitely feel like my ears have perked up, like to the point of what Devin was making. You know, all of a sudden, I'm just listening to everything in a different way, and that's been uh, that's been really, really wonderful. I also now have the tendency to want to like record everything I hear. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I like that as well. Yeah, yeah. For for me, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Cause I'm an actor, but then um, doing this, I'm like, how did she make that sound? You know, um, it's, it's the same type of thing. So, like, one of my favorite sounds, uh, this is kind of dating myself, is the sound the $6 million made when he would run. <laughs> and I'm like, now I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the same type of thing for me. Great. Well, what do you say? Should we listen to a piece? that you made around body ups and body, one of you? Yeah. We're gonna, we talked about listening to them in pairs. Right. Yeah, so, um, so you're ready. First off, I just wanna say that I, I loved your, that last question of yours, Karen, because this body, absent body thing, there's so many different as possible aspects of how that can manifest in our experience and how we can think about it. And the body, it's like the body is, is the medium through which we engage with everything in this life. Mm -hmm. So the possibilities are literally endless mm -hmm. for exploration. So, yeah, I, I totally related to what Devin said about how we're just scratching the surface with all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful thing to do, to scratch yeah. the surface <laughs> and <laughs> see what's underneath. So is there, I guess, Karen, you, you kind of put it on me to, to choose. <laughs> no pressure. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead. Is, has Emily joined us yet? No, I just sent her a little um, reminder. Well, I was going to begin with, with Emily, mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to have to uh, delay that. So I'll, I'll, let's go with our second pair. And we'll begin, okay. we'll begin with Douglas, Ooh. who took, a, <laughs> as he said, a more literal approach to this. So we're going to listen to Douglas and Anita's piece. And before we, we start them, is there anything that either of you would like to, to say? Or, or should we just play them? I'm curious to know the name of Douglas's piece. Are they titled? Uh, uh, seven. Seven? Cool. And Anita? Yeah. My piece is called Forever In Between. Ooh. Forever in between. I love it. <laughs> can, can I change my title? Can I change my title? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is Douglas's piece seven, and he may change the title at, at any point. 
Seven to five. Seven to five? Seven or five? <laughs> Seven of five. Seven of five. Oh, Ooh. that reminds me of, of something else. Six of nine. Yeah. Or... <laughs> so here's Seven of Five by Douglas mm -hmm. Austin. Douglas Austin, everybody. Hey, perfect timing. This guy is coming out for a second set. He's hilarious. You got to see him. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll go out next time, next time he's performing, we'll go out. Fair enough. Um, what, is, what are you doing? Really? In the nude. All right. I'm not going to ask you what kind of draws you got on. <laughs> What's you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me? Oh, you really are in the nude. Okay. All right. Uh, me? Yeah, this is cool. Um, I'm cool in the game. I'm Tony the Tiger. I'm great. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be quiet because the guy next to me is trying not to listen, but he clearly is. Uh, um, it, I'm going great. In hospital, I still hit the job. You know, I'm in school. I'm doing a couple extra study groups. Um, the radio art one, and you know, this guy's hilarious. You gotta be this guy. Any, anyway, yeah, but uh. The other day at work, you know, I mess with people, and this lady comes in, tries to go visit her husband, and I'm like, for five thousand dollars, you know, and and I just like saying that, I think it's funny, and, and um, she ends up writing me an IOU and thanking me for my smile and my laughter, you know, because she was she was all you know broken up and stuff, and then here I am. This guy's hilarious. Um, no, but, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing, doing all right. What about you? You know, I'm going some seriously naughty thoughts about you. I wrote you a song. Oh, you do want to hear it? Okay. Um, um, it goes like this. I want to make you mine. Slap your fat behind. Tie you down and make you one. I want you to scratch my itch and be mine. Because I love you. Yes, I did get that from a movie. Um, Fear of a Black Hat. No, Black Hat. Hat. Hat, like like the a cat, like a ball cat. It's essentially it's, a, it's a, the movie is essentially the um the black version of this is Final Tap, but this movie is freaking hilarious. Um, about a fictional rap group in the mid-90s. Let's talk more about you and me. Really? You do that, huh? You put your mouth square deal. Um, when? Tonight. Uh, yeah, this guy's almost done, and, and I'll see you on over. Send me, text me, email uh, your your address again. I mean, really, she's totally got away with you. You know, hey, I'm Yeah. Want me to bring you anything special? What are you going to do? Negligent music? <laughs> I'm not opposed to wearing negligent. You know, the most, for example, they believe that. Yeah, okay, all right, sweet. Yeah, I will come over and we can do that. That little statue thing that you have where the the two people are posing and doing that way. We, we, we can do that? 
Would you let him? <laughs> Definitely. Um, you still have those beans? All right. Yeah. I've been thinking about you, seriously. Hilarious. This, this guy's whole bit of religion is funny. Um, scotch? I'm trying to be cool with the glass because I don't like making a bunch of noise, but, you know. Square deal. All right. I will see you in a bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm getting off the phone. Just text me the address. It's probably laundry list, you know. Wow. I'm That duality of living in a place that wasn't always my home. Not fully immersed into Holland. I still have one foot in America. I'm always connected to my home country. <laughs> I remain partially entrenched in English. Ik ben vandaag dankbaar. For years I regretted not moving back to Holland after his dad and I divorced. I am grateful today. I will borrow my mom's bike and go for a long ride. Did she know because of the lack of men in Iceland, the government is offering $5,000 per month in the After a week of being home, my thoughts and dreams switch back to English. I think I'll be for you. He's like all kinds of geeked out. Oh, yeah. Surreal, surreal. Like I've made it all up. Part of me feels ever-present there. 
here. That's what you guys see There. Here. Did you know that the, the Titanic 2 is there. scheduled to set sail in 2022 and will retrace the route back to the original ship. Wow. That's big. That would be kind of amazing. I mean, it would be Forever in between, my daily life in the U.S. and my home country of the Netherlands. The place where I currently <laughs> live. It's great to smell it. It's like it was a swarm. Like a heating bill. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh my god. Aha. Ah, lief. And jullie hebben het zondag komen zij allemaal langs. Joyce, Joyce. Um, weet ik echt niet. Ja, Oké, okay, dag pa. Proficiat, hou doe. Hou doe. Really? Nice to hear those pieces. Congrats, you too. Yeah. I'm curious. Douglas and Anita, what it's like to hear those, and also just um, anything you want to share about your process of making the pieces, revising them, immersing in them. Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I was playing with the sort of duality of, of living in two places at once, my, my daily life. Uh, here in upstate New York, and then the life that I sort of left behind of my home country, uh, that's the Netherlands. And, um, you know, it was, it's, you know, in the whole body, act and body theme, that's how I thought of it. And, and it's the way I've always felt where I feel physically, you know, present here in my life, but this other life is carrying on and I'm part of it, but not, mostly not physically. Um, and so I try to talk about how those two are always sort of parallel to each other. Um, and uh, just sort of convey the feeling of that. There's always like this kind of longing and there's a, there's always an interplay between the two. Um, and so I actually collaborated with um, the pieces and people that are in the piece. So my father recorded all of the field recordings in my hometown and my sister recorded her children and herself. And then I recorded my sounds on the side, my own voice and parts of my life, which is, you know, are my son, my fiance. Um, and um, which was really, it was very fun to, to play with and to have them also be part of it and sort of, you know, and I think they're listening now, which is very exciting from the Netherlands. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it was a, a really interesting process. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and you know initially i you know i think because i listened to so much npr <laughs> i put it together in this very sort of radio typical radio way where i have my narrative and then i had the background sounds in the background sort of accentuating what i was saying um and it was it was great but karen you know uh, inspired me to play with it some more uh play with the sounds more and suggested you know, looking at it more as a duet than, you know, a top layer, bottom layer, which was 
really fun. I started listening to duets and thinking of ways that duets work. You know, it's like one person sings, the other person sings, then they sing together, or it's a call and response, or uh, one's encouraging the other, you know. Um, and that just opened up. And so then I just went in and chopped it all up and put it back together. And then I had a moment of like, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Good thing I have that other rough draft <laughs> because this is garbage. And then somehow it kind of came together and, uh, and it was, you know, quite a journey. Um, really fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. And for me, it was, uh, like I said, I try to keep it simple. Um, I, there, I think about things um, differently, and so for me, I remembered, I remembered an interview with uh, Prince, and he was speaking about him, uh, Warner Brothers wanting him to redo uh, When Doves Cry on the 25th anniversary, and he said it was simple the way it was, the way it was, it was simple, and it was fine. And then Karen was talking about keeping it, um, keeping it simple. Well, my words, not yours, but keeping it simple. And, you know, I'm hearing all this stuff. I'm wanting to be all creative with sound and somehow incorporate the, the bionic man sound in there and maybe a lightsaber or two or something. And, and, um, and just realizing I just need to keep it simple because <laughs> um, my, my first go around, it wasn't going to turn out like, you know, anybody else's or anything. And so the, the thought of body, absent body was uh, interesting because I'm like, okay, what if someone's, what if a person sitting there listening to a one-sided conversation? It happens all the time. You're always wondering what the other person is saying because you you're sitting right here listening to one person one side of the conversation, and the other person is not there. You don't know what they're saying if they're if the person you're listening to is just being obnoxious or if they're answering questions or what. And so that's where that piece came out. And listening to some of the listening material we were we were given, and then just out and about listening around. Um, you realize, I realize a lot of stuff is busy as far as sound goes, as if they're trying to, as if they're trying to fill the space with sound, um, some type of sound or noise or, or whatever. And I, I didn't want to do that, but then I did want to do that, you know? Um, and then, and then listening to everybody else's, you know, pieces are, are, are rough drafts. You know, it was like, huh, they're all doing stuff with music and, and all this stuff. Maybe you need to change mine, you know, and, and add and I, and I, I put my guns, I kept it simple, and, and uh, that's what, what came out. I just made it a little bit more obnoxious, I thought. <laughs> Can I just point out how cool it is that both of you, um, the connection, there's a connection between your pieces and that both focus on the physical location of the body. I just, I just realized that when uh, Tonio put these two together, I thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah, I didn't notice that until you just pointed it out. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to hear them paired. You know, another thing that popped out to me about the two of them as a pairing is um, love and sexuality, actually, and bodies and love and sexuality. Like, bodies, um, sexuality is quite explicitly referred to in Douglas's piece, and and his intimacy of a partner is is referred to in Anita's piece and um, so just you know our relationships with other bodies mm -hmm. right 
Um, what do you all think about, let's listen to two more. I want to make sure that we have time, enough time for each piece to be fully aired and then talked about. And we have just an hour more on this precious broadcast. <laughs> Has Emily joined us? I'm here. Thank you, Tonya. Oh, great. Hey, Emily. So, so I think I'm going to, I'm going to play Emily's piece and then Devin's piece. Don't ask me why. <laughs> It'll all become clear or not. <laughs> so, um, giving a title to them before the air? Yes. Okay, great. So, mine is called Spirit Obsession. Yeah, um, my piece is called. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you say the Spirit of Obsession? Is Emily? Just. Spirit obsession. Spirit yeah, obsession. one, one word, okay. one concept. It's wonderful. Um, and my piece is called The Space Between Us. And we begin with Emily's piece, Spirit Obsession.
I love you. This body. Yeah. I love you. This body is made of earth and gold, sky and stars, rivers and oceans, masquerading as muscle. I love you. substances fly. Magical elixirs, every element in you loves the others. I love you. Earth loves rain, and sky loves sun, and sun loves the space it shines through in space. Space loves everyone equally. Moving You. You are a perfect and whole being. You are a perfect and whole being. Inhabiting a body in a constant state of change, a body which is built of collections of smaller bodies, atoms, molecules, sun loves rain, sky loves sun, a body which is built of collections of smaller bodies in which simultaneously belongs to collections of larger bodies, pairs, families, groups, species, ultimately all living things. I love you. You, you're perfect in your space between my body and having a body in your body, constant state of change, filling with the sounds of my voice humming through my body, the sounds of my voice humming through Humming through my body, moving through the space between, the space between us. I love you. My voice humming through my body. I love you. Mm. I love you. Mm. Moving, moving through the space between us to meet your body. I love you. To meet your body. My voice moving through the space between us. Reaching out to meet your body. And our bodies, our absent bodies, meeting in the space between. Via radio. Via radiophonic space and waves and resonance. Via
Wow, Emily, I'm, I'm not sure how we got on the same page that way, but our pieces are they're meant for each other, I think. <laughs> I loved hearing that together. Um, is this the, the place where we speak about our individual pieces? Yes, anything that comes to you. Yeah, um... I'm really excited that I got to hear this live. We, you know, we've been working for the last month pretty intensely, and um, this is the first time I've ever done anything quite like this. So, it was a, a big, grand experiment, and um, I think I've learned much from the pieces that we've listened to and the readings we've done. And what stood out greatly for me or influenced my process was, um, I think it was Gregory, an interview with Gregory Whitehead about radio play, and talking about the circuit of communication. Um, from radio to individual nervous systems out in the world. And so I really, as a cranial sacral therapist, my work is to deactivate highly activated traumatized nervous systems. So I kind of took this in as an opportunity to use radio as a healing tool. And I was like, what, um, how can I create a, a piece that is a, a full-bodied experience that can bring somebody um, into the felt sense of their heart? And um, what is it that a body that that my body I started with, what, what do I want to hear and feel? And so that's it kind of prompted this exploration of the intimacy of the sound in my body. I recorded my own heartbeat. I recorded popping joints. Like my whole sound bed is built out of sounds recorded from inside of my body, which was, was really fun and cool. Um, yeah, and then I think another piece that really stuck with me was um, the awareness of the responsibility we have for what we put into the airspace. We talked about it at another point um, because vibrations shape our environment. I really was excited to think that, wow, I can create this three-minute piece um, just sending a love bomb out to the world and hopefully it can be received and felt and embodied in a way um, that is healing and, and tender. Um, so that's that's where my piece came from. <laughs> Um, it was great fun, and I intend to continue on in this journey. Yeah, I noticed my sense of that was was of a an audio healing piece. Oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> a very integ- integrative piece in that way. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Emily. Whoops, I'm okay. sorry. Cycling for a lot of different types of art these you have days. To, um, Emily, Emily, you have to start again. I, I didn't have the volume up. Sorry. No worries. Um, I was explaining where the name Spirit Obsession came from, from for me. Um, I want to start there just because I've been recycling that name for a lot of art, and I've been thinking about this concept a lot. Um, the idea that one spirit alive or dead is obsessing their own desires and thoughts onto another one, either willingly or unwillingly, and then the relationship between the two of those. So, like, I could obsess another living person by, like, pushing them to do something I wanted to do or in um, some kind of, you know, metaphysical idea, some spirit that isn't living could be obsessing their um, agenda upon me. So I want to just explain where that came from. Um, and for me, I think I'm, I'm listening to Devin's explanation of um, the sound in the body and 
and her interpretation of the body. Um, I hadn't put together before that these, the sound bed and these things I'm drawing off of, while they're for me representing the idea of a spirit who is non-present, who's absent. Um, they're present in my head because I am experiencing the sounds and I'm experiencing the feelings that the nature around me gave um, and that some of these sayings and the breathing um, meant for me and how it related back to my experience of what experiencing a spirit might feel like. Um, and I, I had a lot of fun with this project. Thanks so much, Karen, for bringing this up. I think it was an amazing timing in the middle of our, uh, all of our semesters to kind of bring what we've been thinking of individually as artists and as creative people into this, to be able to have a platform and a medium that most of us is the first time to use a new medium and then to have freedom to still have um, individual expression and make these pieces and then to take it with us as we continue the rest of the semester with our own personal journey. And I think a lot of us have already expressed how it's the opening up a new medium has been helpful and that I think we all might want to bring it with us um, into the future. Thanks for saying that, Emily. I agree as well. Mm -hmm. Me too. I agree. Me too. Absolutely. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I am curious um, if anyone wants to chime in about where, you know, how this is affecting your artistic inquiry. As you mentioned, Emily, I don't think any of you came into this group study already making radio or even working in sound primarily. So, as you shift, you know, as you digest this experience, how do you think it will play into either content-wise or in terms of the media and the method or even make thinking about a medium and a method, um, a material and a method? How, how, how does it infuse your practice as you go forward? Well, I can answer that in saying that I was working previously on learning animation right before we started this group study. And I always created silent pieces because I had no experience with sound. But now I can think of not only what my piece that will be playing shortly will sound like or what it would be like if it were to have animation with it, but also how to incorporate sound in future pieces that I do. And not only with animation, but with anything I create. It's now something on my tool belt that I can play with and think about that I've been given the room to think and play about, which is so useful to me because I would never have been able to engage with the subject, I don't think, if it weren't for this group study, which I've always wanted to do. I've loved sound and music for like most of my life. So that's pretty special for me. It's, it's for me, it's actually kind of odd because uh, you know, as an actor, <laughs> um, one of the things you use is, is like a voiceover type deal. And I, I was never truly comfortable with my own voice up until a couple of years ago. And then this whole group study for me was completely out of the, uh, 
out of, well, one out of the blue, and then two, it was I've never done a medium like this, before. and so learning about it and then having to edit my own stuff is like, <laughs> and then how many times I messed up and everything, and for me it was a it was a a whole experience in in one, and then looking at this going, hey, we can do this for the next play we're doing, you know, and, and future plays and make it a bit easier. I mean, it, it was, it's something so simple, but it's also so, so complicated, if that makes any sense. So for, for me, it's, it's uh, I shied away from voiceover work, and then this was, for the most part, a voiceover deal for me, and yeah, like, wow, get more comfortable with this, get more, I can, I can do this, I can do this, and then, and then having to, like I said, having to edit my own stuff is, you know, fun. You should definitely do more voiceover work, by the way, because yeah. you have a great voice. Totally. <laughs> um, for me, this is just another way to write. You know, I've been, you know, working on my writing. I've been looking on writing a memoir, and this is kind of just another way of, of doing that. And um, it was really, uh, it was fun to kind of break away from my usual way of telling a story. Uh, and to really break that apart and do it in a completely different way in a medium I'd never used before, but always been kind of curious about. And um, uh, yeah, it was it was incredibly helpful in that way, and it's opened me up to thinking of telling my story in in different ways. There are just many different ways of doing it, and it's not only you know pen on paper. It's um, it's been very liberating in that way for sure. I agree with Anita. Um, it's been another way for me to express the way that I write and to express myself creatively. And um, it's fun. Um, most times, like, I find that in performance art, I'm more free and I wanted to censor myself or censor my creativity when it comes to audio work and doing other things. But I'm finding that um, it, it has, you know, given me just a, a little different outlet it allowed me to like express myself in different ways so yeah and I guess I'll just chime in and say that um Douglas you had mentioned something about being aware of the busyness of noise around you um coming out of this and I agree with that and I also agree with that I have or or I guess I'll, I'll add a new um sentiment that I've reminded myself of the volume of silence, mm. how loud silence is. Um, and <clears throat> echoing back to Devin's use of sound in the body, especially when there's silence, you're picking up on the fact that there's silence and your body is also experiencing an absence of sound and input. And because I think a lot of my art is visual and I'm not often present, I don't want to be seen as the artist um, when presenting the work I make. It's a unique and new thought to have about how the classic gallery setting is silent and how there's a lot of space in the silence to be interpreted correctly or incorrectly and how even like a breathing track in an art gallery might give the pieces more human life and leave the artist in the gallery without actually leaving the artist there. So I've had a lot of new ideas about silence and sound and things like that along the way. So. That's such a cool idea. I, I love, love that. it. Emily, yeah, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I'm kind of still tripping over that. Emily, you got to do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and and for me, I think this um, I really like experiential um, art um, for really embodying all the senses that we have in anything that we do. So I'm feeling pretty determined at this point to figure out how to use this medium as a healing tool um, and to go deeper um, with that element because, oh, I'm, sad, I'm about to say something that might be sad, but I've, I thought radio was dead until I had this experience. I The radio stations other than GDR up here are very sad to me. <laughs> and so to find that it's so alive and that there's a whole other way to... Um, create beauty and connection um it's really heart my heart's blown open and i'm excited um and i was really loving the experience i kind of treated my process as an audio collage like i was making it was very visual for me as i was doing it even though it was all with sound so it was a, a many layers of learning and and reveling in an experience so i'm psyched this is the best and I'm so impressed by the revelatory nature of the discoveries that that you guys have made from this first experience. And I can't help but think and hope that you all do more of this because I think there's so much more possibility of, of discovery and self-discovery and and opening of new flowers in that way, yeah. of possibility. Mm-hmm. for discovery in in ways that are virtually unimaginable prior to entering. Hey, um, are you all up for hearing two more pieces? Yeah. Yeah. Douglas, like, you're not muted, so your kitchen time is going to be heard. <laughs> There you go. Okay, so we're going to hear Evie's piece and Shantika's piece next, in that order. Evie and Shantika, you can um, give us the title of your pieces. Yeah, so uh, my piece is called Becoming the Machine. And, yeah. And, um... My piece is called The Rebirth of the Sound God. Both fun names. I know, right? Rebirth of the Sound God. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Part one, Approaching the Machine. Thank you. 
Part Two: Entering the Machine. Part three, inside the machine. The elasticity. The elasticity of words. The phonetic dimension of words. The multi-self of words is energy for thought. I fit is a reality. The idea that words can form themselves into the impossible. Then the way to the impossible is through words. Transmolecularization. The fate of humanity is determined. My whole body changed by into something worse. Transmolecularization. I see through my. They say. They sow or approve because they reap what they sow. 
even if it is the fruit of their lives. Transmolecularization. I am. I am. Transmolecularization. I am. Transmolecularization. just been musing on our Zoom about how wonderful the pairings have been. Yeah. Well Very done, nice. Antonio. Very nice pairing. <laughs> Good job, Antonio. <laughs> I think maybe the quality of um, both of the little bit of musicality you each had could, like, honestly be laid on top of each other and go very well. That was spookily... <laughs> Beautiful. That would be so fun to hear, honestly. Yeah. Well, it, I, the pairings were, these, these pairings have been awesome, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it I is not transmitting the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you almost don't know where one um, ends and the other begins. It, it, it flows like, you know, Totally, yeah. I can't wait to hear the recording of all this together later. Like It's going to be really yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get you'll get that. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> I'm really. I would love to hear from the two of you about your experiences making them and hearing them. And Devin, did I just cut you off? Were you gonna say something? I'll wait. I can wait. Uh, I can start and just saying that um, it was kind of an interesting process for me because I had previously, before we started, kind of thought of this story that I wanted to convey through some sort of uh, art form, and then I realized that this could be a really good opportunity to tackle it. It It's just a kind of a sci-fi story about people who uh, are willing and wanting to turn their bodies into batteries by becoming one um, kind of living being together within a structure, which in this I kind of dubbed the machine. And... This is sort of a background uh, 
concept that I thought that the uh, listener doesn't necessarily need to know, but uh, Karen, when we were in our group chat, uh, suggested that instead of, because I was worried about the how much context would have to be explained for some sort of story to be told. And she suggested that why not um, kind of illustrate a scene or uh, the, the look of a, a soundscape of the story. And I thought, what a great idea. So I decided to do that, which kind of uh, takes into consideration the location of this place that people are being turned into batteries or uh, approaching the, like, I, like what the parts are sort of called and uh, just the location of it. And yeah, I got all sorts of sounds off of freesounds.com to make it and everything's from there except for any of the walking that is heard and my voice. And so that was really fun, getting to explore like an archive of fun sounds and just like the piece was sort of made just from me enjoying sounds and kind of laughing to myself about some of them. And <laughs> it could have been a lot more silly this thing <laughs> based on some of the stuff I found. But uh, I, I enjoy how it came out. I think it's a lot of fun. It was cool kind of getting to tell a story in a different way, which is what I really enjoyed from this. And it was okay, a, and for me, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it was, it was a rich headphone experience, the sounds. Right, I, I was sort of uh, playing with the, um, what is it called? Is it called the levels when you move something from one side of the headphones to another? So, uh, whatever that's called, though. <laughs> it's panning. Oh, panning. Thanks, Karen. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully... Uh, there wasn't any sort of jump scare quality to that. I apologize for the loud noises and that, but yeah, I feel like it's fun uh, sensory live. Evie, I just want to comment that you got rid of the jump scare and your soundscape was amazing. I love the edits you made. You're really successful. Oh, that's great. Yeah, thank I'm you. I'm so glad to hear that, Devin. I'm, I'm glad that the jump scare is gone. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, you see very jump scary at one point. Shantika? Oh, okay. And um, for me, uh, when I initially attempted to approach it, I was thinking um, more of what um, an Afrofuturistic sound would be in, in our first meeting, group meeting together. Um, two things came up. Um, let's not try to define what Afrofuturism is as a whole sound. And the second thing was less is more. So um, in my approach, I initially created these these sounds, these beats myself, and then I was like, okay, this is not going to work because that is not less. Um, that is actually more. So once I got everything together, um, I was just simply working with all the sounds that I had collected, freesound.org um, with some of the um, sounds that I got, some of the recordings. Um, I went to Temple and got permission to record some of the the gongs that you hear. So um, I just put it all together and it didn't come together until I actually got into the editing process because um, I think I mentioned to the entire group that I was trying to like write out my sound bed and it wasn't working for me like that. I think more so because um, as a writer, I have to already see it. Um, the end usually comes before anything else. So the ending piece that you, you hear, those were put in the, in the software first. 
Um, I already knew what I wanted to sound like as I was ending, and then I worked my way back up. But I was trying to invoke what I think both Emily Pease as well as Devin Pease did. I was trying to invoke a full-body sensory um, of sounds, a collection of sounds that invoked everything. And I think that those two hit it perfectly. And then I was trying to hit the mark um, on a more so, like, random musicality musicality um, effect as well as different sounds. Um, I was trying to come from that way. And I think you did, Shantika, and one thing oh, I was very you. envious about in your use of the uh, sensory emotion was the words I am. Mm-hmm. In your piece, those are really, really important for me about your piece. Um, and I think more than you know, you saying I am makes you feel something, but Listening to the words "I am" is also really beneficial for listeners. Very empowering. And yes. me- here, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Shantika, there's something about your piece. Every time I hear it, um, that I cl- I just close my eyes and I feel like I've stepped into sacred space. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I had a question, Shantika, about. Uh, the sort of chanting, singing in the background. Was that from Temple also, or was that a found sound? It's so beautiful. The chanting is actually me. Mm-hmm. No way! Yeah. yeah. That is so beautiful. Yeah, the chanting is actually um, me. That's something um, that I, that was actually a part of the um, musical beat that I created, so I dropped the beat and um, left the chanting. Amazing. Wow, I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah. I had this sense of that. You you spoke of this as an an Afrofuturistic piece, and that you were your chanting was bringing was was laying a bed of the past mm. underneath it, in a way, yes. integrating that. And I really really enjoyed that. Mm. Y'all, I'm so proud of us. Like the work that wow, yeah. I'm really. Uh, I'm impressed yeah. by everybody. <laughs> me, me too. Me too. I mean, the layering and and the sounds, and I want to learn how to do that. I'm so impressed. I'm. <laughs> I, I wish we. I mean, I, I would love to do another show where we just talk about how how you how you did some of this stuff and to bring in other elements and and to play. We have so little time, unfortunately. I I feel. I feel so. In a, in a sense, I, I, f- I feel sad that there's just isn't so much more space to to explore this mm-hmm. more yeah. with all of you. We we have we have about you. 16 minutes, <laughs> okay. so we can really get into a broad discussion about things, and and we can really go free for all with with all of this. So um, wherever wherever whatever anybody. Would like to. I have an idea <clears throat> for the last 15 minutes of our conversation on your show, Tonio, and also for the last 15 minutes of our group study formally. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if we could return to what has been referred to as mother radio and, you know, just to kind of hear what you all have gotten to know about this space called radio. Um, anything you want to share and even honor this space between us, mm-hmm. to use Devin's title, um, anything come up for you about the space we are currently inhabiting 
and being with? What comes up for me is um, what's interesting is that I think Devin mentioned it, that she um, felt at one point that radio was dead. And this particular um, group study has brought an awareness to her. And I want to say that it has to me as well. Um, I don't want to necessarily say that I thought it was dead, but when I approached this, um, I did have like conflict. I've been having conflict pretty much the entire semester of how to um, approach my audio work and things that I do in recording that has more permanence than a, a performance piece as a sacred space. And um, I did want to thank the people that mentioned that because I really struggled with it. And I did want to approach it as a sacred. But in me approaching just my audio piece, I realized that radio can be a sacred space. It, it should and probably maybe at one point was a sacred space for people um, in how they express themselves and the the information that we can share and um, just the energy and the frequency and the vibrancy, the vibrations that we can put out with what, with what we create, um, it, it has become a, um, a, a sacred approach for me in a, a space that I, I want to engage in a more um, intentful manner um, is what has come up for me in regards to radio mm-hmm. as a medium. Karen, I think your bug is, has infected some people. Yeah. <laughs> Best bug I've ever gotten. <laughs> Can I just piggyback off of Shantika saying that, and Devin, uh, that I also had a similar experience of being so shocked with how, I guess, alive radio is... Um, because I grew up not really listening to radio either. Like, it's just something that was not in my life. Uh, and I'm relatively young, so it's not been that long a time. But um, it also opened up to me just how, um, like like you said, Shanti, it made me, it was a sacred space. And But now there's also this amazing um, discourse that Karen has kind of shown us of, people who are engaged with this as a art medium and just how far radio has gone and what people are making nowadays based on that history and putting it all together with what is now considered to be um, modern, like uh, podcasting and just, uh, well, every every form put together now that, pe- that people can make, yeah, based on that history and what's going on now. So I, I find that to be extremely beautiful. It makes me wonder just what artists are out there right now creating with this medium and who's using this tool. What is what is it being used for? Those sorts of things. Because as she's shown us, there's so much um, written about how radio is has impacted and is different from other forms of audio listening. So I found that to be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And Sorry, Tonya, go ahead. Oh, it's Douglas. It's Douglas. Oh. No, you guys go ahead. <laughs> um, I just was thinking about the fact that I have a, a 13 and 18-year-old an niece and nephew. I'm not really at the point to have my own kids, so I haven't experienced what that might feel like yet. But <laughs> um, watching um, these younger generations who I'm um, involved with, their well-being and how they use um, these 
social streams, whether it be like Instagram or whatever, what have you, you do still listen to the radio and what comes through on the radio is curated to be for certain ears and I just want to echo all of you in the sentiment that um, it's a really important platform to use and that we all have the right, which is unique about radio. Um, anyone has the right to jump back there. Um, it's non-segregated in any way because you are absent body. It's just your voice and your voice has all of this um, power and to be putting things out there in the world that are causing proactive thought as opposed to just idle listening, um, I feel pretty um, motivated um, for their ears specifically. Yeah. I have I feel like a bit of history with radio that I didn't even realize until I took this workshop. You know, you know, I kind of an intimate relationship with it, but then it sort of disappeared from my life because it was tied to one particular radio station in one particular time in my life when I lived in Seattle and. Um, and I didn't realize how much I really loved it until, you know, I came across this group study and Karen sort of, I mean, it's just been such a wealth of, you know, uh, information and, and resources and like what a variety of work that you expose us to. It's just been incredible. And um, it's been really amazing to to play with it and, and to be part of it. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. I actually wanted to ask you a question, Karen, because I, I wondered, now in the age of podcasts, how do you feel like that's influenced radio? Has it? What's the difference between the two? I know it's like kind of off topic and it's okay if this is not the time and place, but that's something I've been thinking about. It's an awesome question and it's very much on topic um, because a lot of people conflate the two, podcast and radio, because, you know, there's similar forms of voice and we don't see the person and um but just briefly to say you know one difference is the podcast is um it's an it tends to be a much more isolated activity people listen to podcasts maybe while working out or commuting and they might do the same with radio say radio's heard in the car a lot but radio is um we're all hearing it at the same time and yeah. podcast is this kind of increasingly privatized space. And interestingly, also privatized in that radio, at least community and public radio, um, are, you know, they're part of the public infrastructure, which also very much excites me. Podcasts are very much a private form. I mean, they're, it's actually nuanced because different NPR actually now produces podcasts. But so there's also this kind of way in which we're working in a there a medium that has a long public history, and that's exciting. And then another thing is that you can track on the computer a podcast, like there all the data about who's listening to what podcast is totally in a kind of surveillance and often for towards commodification, whereas radio. Um, is thought to be a kind of wild, uncharted, you can't, no one knows how many people are listening to WGDR right at this moment. So it's this kind of much more wild medium. There's also possibilities of doing your own transmission. There's an actual act of transmission and reception happening. So there's also this whole poetry of the, the radio waves and understanding that. So poetically and in terms of 
the the wildness of the space. Gregory Whitehead writes stunningly about the swampiness of radio, and um, whereas the podcast is bone dry clean in his words and just kind of um, sterile. So there are different ways. And then other people can, I'm sure, sing the praises of the podcast space in, you know, giving a voice to everyone in their own studio. Everyone can make a podcast. Um, but actually, everyone can also make a radio show. Um, it's very easy to do. Um, so anyway, those are some of the things, but it's a rich, wonderful question. And the alive and the aliveness of the moment is is possible on radio, which exactly that's huge to you. Yeah. Mm. Anything else come up for people about radio and this liveness? And we've been talking about bodies and absent bodies, and we are here live on air, and yet we we're playing with recorded sounds some of which are connected to people who have passed. We've talked a little bit about bodies and spirits. Um, Anything else coming up about radio for you? I just have a really funny thing to bring into this this concept. Um, As a kid, me and my cousins would try and scare ourselves. We'd watch those Ghostfinders um, TV shows late at night when all the parents had gone to bed. And our favorite part about it, we had like the first wave cell phones, uh, you know, 13 years ago, and we would be sitting in the living room and we would do a seance and we would leave our phone recording and then we would go back through and we would try and interpret these little sounds that we were making up that we were hearing because we were watching how the ghost finders would make a recording of dead space and then pull into this recording Something's Um, agreeing with you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, somebody's saying something. But so this has been kind of like maybe a subconscious draw um, on some of the piece that I made. Um, And I say it kind of lightheartedly because I don't subscribe to believing it's totally true or totally false. But I like the idea in your mind that maybe using a medium like this is picking up something you might not have been able to hear um, with your own ears. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been reflecting over and over again during this conversation on the nature of silence and emptiness and that silence is rarely really silent and emptiness is never empty. It's dynamic. Yeah, yeah that reminds me of something that really stuck with me from uh, Karen's uh, episode of her podcast, Sketchpad, that... In her third episode, she dedicated to this group study and uh, the same theme of uh, body, absent body. And something that she was talking about with um, one of the guests on her show was about how the question of is there even an absent body or is it all just body? Mm. (laughs) so, So that's something that I thought was really interesting about this question of body absent body because what does it mean to be absent what what does it mean for a body to be fully absent because can it be at all right especially considering if you think of the notion of of one one whole body how can there be any absence in one whole body and yet very true and yet there there's even possibility of that within that Mm -hmm. because we can create anything 
in a oh, sense. That, that, this is all reminding me of the point that Jevin raised about the um, the nervous system mm-hmm. and um, just the, the really, again, uncanny way in which everyone in the group studies pieces like, kind of was in a conversation with other pieces. Someone pointed out the number of footsteps <laughs> and we had a lot of chimes and bells and of course as we heard in the pairings really interesting overlaps in the inquiries and um just the ways in which like working in in radio perhaps turned us into one body yeah wow Hmm. good point karen (laughs) i love this karen (laughs) It's so expensive. Oh, go ahead, Devin. Oh, no, just this conversation's just bringing me out into the quantum field and this idea of the the holodeck, like, (laughs) and creating um, our realities and shaping space and um, just the the rich potential of those larger fields of inquiry. Um, Yeah. No point, just still in awe. Devin, I wanted to actually... um ask you about when you were talking about how to use um, this medium for healing. Like, I, I'm very interested in what you were thinking when it comes to that because Karen was also, again, to reference Karen's episode of Sketchpad, uh, gave a, a, an example of a radio piece that was connected to somebody's experience with um, audio healing. So this is something that exists and is uh, is 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 very useful. So I'm I'm wondering what your thoughts were on that. Well, I I definitely um, feel sound healing is a wonderful modality. And I think the piece you're referencing, they're talking, um, I know in Chinese acupuncture, they'll use um, sound. I forget, I don't know what the tool's called, but they'll hit a tuning fork and they place it on the body. And so there's lots of ways. And, you know, you've got singing bowls and chanting. Um, When we, we chant OM, what happens in our body and to our nervous system, how it starts to downshift its activation is really beautiful and I think what came up is that um, I hadn't considered radio as because uh, it's it's so wide and it can reach so many um, bodies and beings and hearts like what a profound doorway to bring um, healing out into the world I do I have a little insight timer app on my phone and I have um, one person that I listen to her guided meditations and every time I just, I drop in and it's wonderful work. And so how can we do that in this space as well? So I'm, uh, I'm going to keep working on that Evie and maybe by next semester I'll have another answer for you. <laughs> and also considering that everything is vibration. Yeah. Space, vibration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We only have a few minutes left. Less, less Less than a few. (laughs) Any final words? It's been an honor working with all of you and exploring this, and I'm excited um, for all of our next adventures. And it's been wonderful hearing your pieces. Yeah, it was nice to hear all of yours as well. I just want to thank Karen for her, uh, just her sort of, it's just been so fun, the energy you've put into it and how you've just got us all completely hooked on the <laughs> sort of sheer force of your excitement and your spirit. It's been really, really something. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you, Karen. Exactly. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Yes. And <laughs> 
Thanks, Tony, for making the pairing, too. I think yeah. that was a nice, um, it was nice for your ears to pair them because we've all been listening to them over and over, and you really pulled out um, the common thread. Thank you. And thanks for inviting us onto the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Oh, it's totally my pleasure. I love doing this. So you guys are all welcome back anytime for any reason. Thank you. Yes, and that's it for the show. Thank you all out there for listening. And until next time, have a wonderful week. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye, all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.